Welcome to a special edition of the AlbumReview.net podcast. This is episode one of our new feature, Band Fanatics. In each episode of Band Fanatics, I talk to multiple music fans and hear the story of their craziest concert experience. To kick off our first Band Fanatics episode, I welcome Kevin Banks of Claymore Design. Kevin is the owner-creator of Claymore Design and is a huge music fan. He's the creator of the current AlbumReview.net logo with the record, and he's also a personal friend. You can find Kevin's work on the Tools and Resources page at AlbumReview.net and at www.ClaymoreGoBoom.com. That's C-L-A-Y-M-O-R-E-G-O-B-O-O-M.com, all one word. I'm also joined by video and audio producer and editor Steve Broadley. Steve is also a personal friend and a fellow music nut. Both Kevin and Steve share their stories of their most craziest concert experiences. Is that even right? Most craziest? No, just craziest. They're crazy. If you'd like to be a part of the band Fanatics by AlbumReview.net, send a message to gpotters at AlbumReview.net. That's G-P-O-T-T-E-R-S at AlbumReview.net. Or you can send me a message on Instagram at AlbumReviewNet. Tell us briefly about your crazy concert experience. It can be anything. It just needs to be wild. We're not necessarily looking for... Uh, yeah, I went and I saw Taylor Swift and it was really, really good. Or yeah, I went and I saw Metallica and it was a lot of fun. We need your craziest concert experience. And I think by listening to this episode, you'll figure out what we mean. So once you tell us about your crazy concert experience, we'll get back in touch with you if your story's right for the podcast. So come be a part of the Band Fanatics podcast, part of albumreview.net. Looking forward to hearing from you guys. And now our first episode. Kevin, what is the craziest concert experience you've ever had? Hmm. There have been a lot of them, but my my favorite experience had to be because it, it was it was a reward. It was seventh row, free seventh row tickets to see Jay Giles open for Aerosmith at Boston's world famous Fenway Park back in, I think it was 2011. Mr. Wolf gifted me those tickets because I helped him work on uh, an album cover design for his independent release i think it was called midnight vultures or midnight souvenirs and we had to work together in his apartment uh four consecutive tuesday nights and what he did was he had me just help him with the you know the uh design software on his computer and 
we slapped something together. But during our workshop, our meetings at his apartment, his phone would ring and it would be someone, It would Jan Wenner from Rolling Stone called him demanding the artwork so that they could uh, use it in the next issue in the magazine to review this upcoming album. And then on my last night working with Peter Wolf, uh, Bob Dylan called his house and he had him on speakerphone, which blew my mind. Oh my God. Inviting him over to Harvard Square to hang out. And Peter Wolf said, I'm sorry, but uh, I'm working right now with Mr. Banks. On my album. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so you're sorry to interrupt you. I want you to continue. But so your name was floated through Bob Dylan's head. Let's just leave it at that right there. Okay, so, keep going. And, and Dylan's reply, after, after a bunch of crickets, Dylan's reply was, so Fill me in? It. No, so be it. And he hung up. Really? <laughs> Holy. But getting, but getting back to the concert, the concert was amazing, but that concert uh, had, uh, had a dark side to it because there was a, a side stage argument between Peter Wolf and Steven Tyler over who had access to the ramp, you know, that jutted out into the audience. This does not surprise me. Yes. Apparently that was, you know, the Aerosmith's or slash Steven Tyler's special ramp. And Peter Wolf was not allowed to set foot on the ramp during his performance that was saved for the Aerosmith show. I hope he did it right. The minute they came on stage, you hear boom, 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 boom. And he just runs out onto the end of the ramp. <laughs> yeah. He does a 360 in the air and runs back, you know, like a five-year-old would. Yeah, but it's rock and roll, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> and you can Google that too. The Boston Herald newspaper had some good coverage about that argument that took place side stage. Uh, and, and reportedly, uh, Wolf ended up asking Joe Perry. Joe Perry said, I don't care. So he used it. And, you know, somebody said to me, you know, which band, you know, really rocked. And to be honest with you, to see Giles in the, in that environment, they had every member except for Stephen Blad, the drummer. They blew my face off. But so did Aerosmith that mm. night. Much more of a light show than Giles before them. But both bands blew my face off from the seventh row. Uh, and it was all thanks to uh, the kindness of uh, Peter Wolf, who uh, I've always had a soft spot for because when I was a kid, my brother uh, had Giles on vinyl and I used to sneak into his room to play Jay Giles albums when he wasn't there, um, which was, my, you know, probably my first introduction to uh, real music. That's an amazing story. It doesn't surprise me. I, I saw Peter Wolf open for Tom Petty. It was actually only a few couple months before Petty died. This was at the Boston Garden in 2017. But I read the Walk This Way, which is the biography, the great, by, by, by the way, if any of you out there want to pick this up, there's a copy at albumreview.net in the bookstore, the biography of, uh, of Aerosmith, Walk This Way. But there's also a documentary on the band Kansas, Carry on my wayward son, that band. And in their documentary, they were interviewed where they said they were actually, I think, in Wichita, uh, coincidentally, and they were opening for Aerosmith sometime in the 70s, and they absolutely crushed it and did a better job. Like, the crowd reacted more. So the next night, Steven Tyler pulled the plug on their instruments like three quarters of the way through their show. So, oh. and and they went back to like, look for him and fight him. And Perry was like, yeah, he's over there. <laughs> like, yeah, he just went in there, go get him. Like that kind of thing. So yeah, great. Kev, that's an awesome, awesome story, man. So that's how, you know, the bad boys from Boston. That's how we, that's how we roll in Boston. That's so. right. That's right. Okay, Steve, what about, what about you? 
I, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to go on the coattails of Kev here. You know, all this talk about Jay Giles. My first concert, it's got to be, you know, Jay Giles at the Boston Garden, 1979. Wow. wow. Um, and we had been listening to, we had been listening to Blow Your Face Out by Jay Giles. Um, and I think I was probably 14 at the time. I don't know how my parents let me go, but I know we, we just took the train in. And uh, there are seats, uh, you know, the old Boston Garden, and they were right. really steep. Like, yeah. like I couldn't, like, you just lean forward and you're seeing yeah. down there. But, yeah. you know, I, we're, we're kind of right, you know, it's hard one, one seat ahead of us, and then it's the, the, the drop. And Peter Wolf is out, and, you know, I'm overwhelmed. Peter Wolf is out, and he pulls uh, a fan from the crowd, this woman, and they are on stage making out, rolling across the stage. And I was like, I, I have arrived. This is, <laughs> this world is for me, you know? Uh, so, that, yeah, that that impacted me even to this day. And that was, you know, whatever many years ago. But like you and, and Kev, like we've got a ton of... of right, there's uh, so many. And I know it's, I mean, I mean, it, that, that's the thing, right? So, no, I get it. And we could probably do another episode and we could talk about another yeah. one, right? So... Right right now, like Van Halen has come in and we have that stack of speakers and David Lee Roth ran behind it, still at the Boston Garden, and came out the other side, you know, it was all the way across the stage, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Anyway. So I'm going to I'm going to throw a ball out there. So I'll be quick with the first one. So the very first time I ever saw Rage Against the Machine, I had never heard of them. I didn't know who they were. They were not on my radar. I personally wasn't interested. I just happened to be at the, you know, near the front of the stage in Lollapalooza 1993. I just remember my jaw dropping and and that changed my life. That was the the first time I went to a concert and saw a band that I'd never had heard of before and yeah. was just completely blown away. And I've been in love with them ever since. But I really, in, show, <laughs> were you? Oh, my God. Yeah. But really, the, the craziest concert experience I had, um, and although the music was really good, I did attend a... Uh, fish festival, the Clifford Ball in August of 1996, way up in Plattsburgh, New York. And the reason why I think this qualifies as my craziest concert experience is because what kind of what happened afterwards. So the weekend goes as it does. Long story short, it was a great time. Great, you know, people, fish fans can go back and, and hear the tapes. I think it's the, 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 I think it's the bathtub gin is like the greatest bathtub gin that everyone's, anyone's ever heard from them. After the show, this is before cell phones. So after the show, we're in this long, long line. Uh, it's the next morning and it's this long, long line. We're waiting to get out. And my friend, there's three of us in the car. I'm in the front seat. My my friend is driving and my friend in the back uh, says, you know, we're not moving anywhere. And he says, I'm just going to get out and, you know, use use the bathroom or basically I'm going to go in the woods and, and take a piss. So I being a, a worry wart all the time, I'm like, all right, but, you know, hurry back. And he's like, dude, don't worry, we're not going anywhere. So he gets out of the car, four door sedan, he gets out of the car, starts running up this hill, just disappears into the woods, kind of like field of dreams, right? Just like boof into the corn. And then all of a sudden, this line starts moving and we just start moving. So why we didn't just pull off to the side and wait for him, I don't know. But my friend Andrew starts driving and we're driving. And then I was like, 
hold on, hold on, we, we've got to stop. He says, nah, he'll catch up to us. I was like, no, we got to stop. So we pull off. I felt like it was only maybe about 30 or 40 yards ahead. So we pull off, all these cars are going by us. We're now like, oh, we just lost our chance to get out of here. We were tired, we were hungry, we were thirsty. We just wanted to get home. And Plattsburgh, New York from Boston is like seven hours or six hours. It's something long like that. So five minutes goes by, 10 minutes goes by, 20 minutes goes by, 30 minutes have now gone by and no okay. Jeff, he does not come out of the cornfield. And we're like, what is going on? So we kind of backed the car up a little bit to the spot that we thought he went into the woods and we're yelling his name. We don't hear anything. So then we kind of drive around. People are like throwing cans at us like, hey, get in line. And we're like, no, 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 you don't understand. We're looking for our friends. So we go back to the original spot where we lost him. I get on the top of my friend's car and I'm yelling his name full blast. <laughs> and this one guy, I remember just goes, dude, he's gone, man, shut up. <laughs> and I was like, do I get into a fight right now? No, I'm not going to. So um, an hour goes by, another hour goes by. I now have no voice and I'm like, I'm freaking out. And I'm like, what do we do? What do we do? So after like this moment of silence in the car, which had to have been, it, it, it was probably only a minute, but it felt like 30 minutes. We were like, we gotta go. So yeah. as we're driving, we're like, you know, and, and part of us were like, well, you know, he made his bed, he's got a lie in it. But another part of us were like, we can't abandon our friend like this. So I remember getting onto I-87 going south, going like, what am I gonna say to his parents? Like, <clears throat> we left your son in Plattsburgh, New York. Like, and we had no money. We had no money whatsoever. Like we brought all our food. There were like big bags of walnuts and Ziploc bags and, you know, water bottles that we filled up with this gross tap water. And so I'm like, and I'm, I'm thinking about what I have to tell him and I'm, I'm freaking out. You know, we're now maybe 20 minutes down the road. All of a sudden on the side of the highway with one Birkenstock on. No way. Our friend Jeff just like kind of. <laughs> And we pull to the side and I'm just so happy to see him. I jump out and I'm like, you know, oh my God. And of course, Andrew, it was like the other parent is like, where were you? You know, so, but the feeling of relief. So to me, if I had to narrow down, like, like I, I was going to have a heart attack basically. Yeah. So that's, that's a weird experience but in terms sure. of music, like it had to have been rage, but again, like, just like you guys, I've got 35, right. 40 other ones. I've been to, all of us have been to probably north of, 60 or 70 concerts. I've probably been to north of 200 in my life, so there's tons yeah. more. So thanks again for listening to Band Fanatics, brought to you by the albumreview.net podcast. Thank you to Kevin Banks of Claymore Design and Steve Broadley for sharing your stories. If you want to learn more about Kevin's design work, you can find it on the tools and resources page at albumreview.net or you can go to www.claymoregoboom.com. That's www.claymoregoboom.com. Once again, if you'd like to be a part of Band Fanatics by albumreview.net, send a message to gpotters at albumreview.net. That's G-P-O-T-T-E-R-S at albumreview.net. Or you can message me on Instagram at at Album Review Net. 
Tell us briefly about your crazy concert experience. It can be anything. It just needs to be wild. We're not looking for, yeah, I went to see this band and it was it was really good. Want to hear like your craziest experience. I got I got lost. Uh, my car broke down. I, I got to go meet the band. I, something, something like that. And we'll get back in touch with you if your story's right for the podcast. So again, come be part of the Band Fanatics podcast, part of albumreview.net. Looking forward to hearing from you guys.